Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Nun Hey. We will begin on Nun Daumavet at the Gemara. The Gemara is discussing today the Imperic um, Alpha. We said that the beginning of the Imperic discusses that even though the regular ketubah for a regular girl is 200 and a, and a widow is 100. A person, if he wants to add, even $100,000, he could add it. So the Gemara starts off with a, a following one-word question. Pshita. Pshita means it's obvious. Of course he could add. Why shouldn't he be able to add? Yeah, why, why does it need a mission to come say, by the way, he could add if he wants to. I could do it money. Right? I could say I could make a ketubah, I could add it to a ketubah, I could give it as a gift, I could do anything I want my money. Well, I need your mission. By the way, you could add. Yeah. Okay. I would have thunk. Kitsuta Abdina Banan Shlovayashan Misha Enlo Kamash Malan. One might have thunk that maybe when the rabbi said 200, they wanted to make it a set number. And you can't add to it in order not to embarrass the people who can't afford. You might have thunk that. And therefore, we need a special Mishnah to tell you that you could add to the Ketubah, because otherwise, you might have thunk that the Chachamim do not let adding in order to... To make other people feel better. Right. Okay. Now... Siri said about... Uh, she let him go half, half off and... Yeah, that was pre- that was le- yesterday's yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Okay. Now we said Ratzal Chtovla Loktani El Ratzal Hosif. The Mishnah says even though it's a two hundred, if you want to add her, you can. Now, the language they could have said was instead of you want to add to her ketubah, they could have said you want to write her ketubah. Instead, it says you want to add. Now, the fact that you said the word add implies the following, that it's connected to the actual ketubah. Is it a separate gift? L'chtovla would sound like write it for her, which sounds like in addition to ketubah, I have another document which is giving you the 100,000. Or alternatively, it's not I'm writing it for her. I am adding it to her, which means it's connected to the original Ketubah. This is a proof to Rabbi Abu. Now, Rabbi Abu is an Amora. So, when you see a Mishnah that's, that the language sounds like him, he's very happy about that, because Mishnah is very important for him. Okay? So, this is a proof to Rabbi Abu, who said, that the, the condition of a Ketubah is like the Ketubah. Which means that the 100,000 has the power of the 200. Okay, now, what's the difference if the 100,000 has the power of 200? Or, or is it different than 200? What's the difference? One is adding to it, one is... Correct, but what's the difference halakhically? So the Gemara is going to say 14 separate differences. Okay? We will begin with the first one. Nafkamina, who cares if it's part of the Kitubah or not? Yeah, the 100,000 is a part or not? Nafkamina number one. Let's say the girl sells a ketubah to somebody else. 
So the guy, the, she goes in the street and says, I'm trying to make some money. I want to sell my ketubah rights to you. Victor says, oh, how old's your husband? 106. Good. Is he wealthy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how old are you? 16. Oh, the husband's for sure going to die before this girl. Okay, good. Well, either I'll die or I'll divorce her. Either way, I'll get the money. How much is the ketubah? So now, he figures probably has a big ketubah, and he says, I'll buy the rights for $10,000. He gives her $10,000. Now, the end of the, end of the, the two days later, the husband dies. Yeah, I knew it. Ah, what an investment. Great. Okay, let me go collect. Victor goes to collect, and she says, Oh, yeah, collect. Here's your 200. Two hundred. How much ketubah? Two hundred. So what's this extra money? Oh, that's the extra ketubah. A hundred thousand. He says, "Oh, that's what I wanted." I said, "No, I only sold you the ketubah." So when you sell a ketubah, does it include automatically the extra or not? So when we said the word lehosif to add, it sounds like oh, add yani. It's part of the ketubah, and Victor gets the money, not the girl. So one of the differences, whether it's in the ketubah or just an extra thing, is whether or not when you sell it, does it go or not? Do you get the two hundred only, or you get the whole thing? If it's added, you get the whole thing. If it's not, if it's a separate thing, <laughs> I sold you the ketubah. Ketubah is two hundred. What do you want? Oh, that's 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 a gift. So if we say it's part, Victor gets the money. If it's not part, bad news, Vic. Okay. That's so. Nafkumi number one, mocheret. If she sells it. One word, that, that's the shot for the one word. Word number two. Let's say she forgives the ketubah to the husband. Let's say she tells the husband, you know what? I forgive my ketubah. They say, great, yay. Right? We don't have to pay, right? Make a party. We don't have to, the inheritors say we don't have to pay the $100,000. And she says, oh, no, no, no. I was my ketubah, the 200. Please pay the rest of the, what's it called? Is she right or they're right? So if we say like this, then she's wrong. If we say that it's included ketubah, it's really that the tenai ketubah, the conditioned ketubah, is like the ketubah, then she's wrong. And they, they, she, when she's mochel the ketubah, that means she was mochel a hundred thousand also. Correct, because it's part of the ketubah. Okay, when you mochel ketubah, you mochel it. Okay, that's the second afkumin. Got it. First one was selling it. Second one is forgiving it. Third one, moredit. There's a rule that if a girl refuses to have relations with her husband, the halacha is that they lower the amount of the ketubah seven dinar per week. Seven dinar a week. And they keep lowering it until she loses the whole ketubah. And then he divorced her. She doesn't get a ketubah. So the time of Nidah, she's not... Right. doesn't count. What? So the time that she's in Nidah... Obviously count. won't count, yeah. But the point is that do we keep going down with the 100,000 or just the 200? Mm. You understand? So if we say it's part of the ketubah, then we have to start from 100,000 and go down. And if we say it's not part of the ketubah, only well, we 200, then you have much less time until you have to divorce her. That's enough to be number three. You with me? Number four, pogemet. Let's say you have a lady who pogemet means she she messed her ketubah, which means standard when the lady gets divorced, we assume that she hasn't collected a ketubah and she can go collect it. Okay, what if the husband says, you know, I paid already, and she says, if she says, no, you didn't, 
if she gets a good bar, we assume he's wrong. But if she says, yeah, you pay me a little bit, but not everything. So by admitting to some of it, she's pogam the ketubah. And in, in that case, she will have to have a shivuah and swear that she only got, that she didn't get the part that she's picking, collecting now. Okay? So, strange that she doesn't have to swear. But if she admits that she got some of it, then she will have to swear. Now, swear that she didn't... In other words, swear that you didn't... Before, let's say the, kitu, the, the kitubah, let's say, is 200, right? And he comes and he says... She, he comes and says, I paid you the 200. She says, no, you paid me only 30. So in order to get the 170, she has to swear, I swear I didn't get the 170, and she gets the money. Okay? But without swearing, she gets nothing. Why? Because since she admitted she got 30, she was pogam the kitubah, and now... She has to swear. Now, do we say the same thing about the 100,000 also? That if she admits she got some of that, she has to book up the ketubah or not? Huh? So if, if we say it, that the condition of the ketubah is like the ketubah, then yeah, same thing as ketubah. And if we say tanguba is not part of the ketubah, then what does, do one, what does one have to do with the other? I didn't admit to any of this. My 200,000, I didn't admit, I don't have to swear anymore. I, but you admitted to some of the 100,000. Yeah, but I didn't admit to any of the 200, and 200 is the ketubah. That stuff is just a present. Okay? Two ways to go. Good? Villa Tobat. Now, Tobat means, we spoke about this yesterday, that when a girl demands her ketubah in Bedin, she then loses the right of the mizonot that she was getting from the, from the, from the heirs. Correct? The right to the, to the, to the right. She had the right to live in the house and get supported from the thing. That support she loses when she demands her ketubah. Okay. Now, in Bedin. Now, what if she went to Bedin and she demanded only the extra part of the ketubah? So she could say, well, I still want to get support. I didn't ask for 200 yet. So if we say, if we say that it's part of the ketubah, then that doesn't work. Once you demand anything, you're out. Okay? Next. Overt Adat. There's a rule that any time a w- girl goes against the lo- the the halachot of Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Uh, there's a bunch of different uh, things that Moshe, that Yudit. Time a woman goes against that Moshe, goes against the rules of the Torah. Let's say, for example, she feeds her husband not kosher food. Okay, halacha is that. She uh, gets divorced. She gets divorced, and she loses the kitubah rights. Oh wow! So she makes him do wrong. No, she he comes home. She says, "What's for dinner?" She says, "Come, we're having grapes." She says, the grapes, and he says, "Ha ha! I didn't take my I didn't take kitubah. I gotcha." Oh wow! Oh yeah. Okay, fine. She does that. She's out, and she loses the kitubah. Oh, wow. Okay, but but she could say. Okay, I'll lose my ketubah. Give me the 100,000. If it's not part of the ketubah. If it's part of the ketubah, we can do everything. Okay, that's going the number six. So far, you good? Got it. You with me or not? Yeah, I got it. Okay, good. Now we're on the top of Nun He, Amur Al. We're going to do the first word. L'Shevach. What about for a go up? Halacha is, let's say you have, the husband has property that went up after he died. And the halacha is, that the woman doesn't collect her ketubah from when it went up. 
which means if he, right? It's only fast, that's what she over. Right. So now, now, if we say, if we're saying that it's part of the Kiduah, then you can't collect the 100,000 also from when it went up, only from what it was. But if we're saying that it's not part of the Kiduah, then okay, what's the difference? So you could collect it. Good. Now, next one, Shivua. There are some times that a woman has to make a shivua on her ketubah. We gave you one example before, if she admits she got part of it. But there's a bunch of other examples. So all those examples, when she has to have a shivua, there's a question, does she have to swear about the, the, the extra ketubah or not? Good. That's number eight. Number nine. Shemitah. There's a law in Shemitah that every the end of the Shemitah, which is actually coming up soon, right before Rosh Hashanah, all loans are forgiven. You heard about this? Yeah, I heard about it. Okay. Now, the loans are forgiven unless you write a special star, we call it a pusbol, and you can keep it. So let's say a guy doesn't write a pusbol, and then he comes to, he figures, I don't, I don't owe too much money. I only owe hundred bucks. Somebody only owes me hundred bucks. Let him keep the money. I'm not going to write a pushball this year. Okay? He lets the loans get forgiven. Two years later, he divorces his wife. Okay, now she comes to collect. The, he, he, then when she comes to collect the ketubah, he says, "Guess what?" He asks his wife, "Did you write a pushball?" He said, "No." He says, "Guess what?" So my extra part of the ketubah, the hundred thousand, that's a loan. And since you didn't write a pushball, it's forgiven. And I'm not paying you. I would just pay you 200 Now, the rule is the ketubah doesn't get forgiven. Everything besides the ketubah. So if we say it's part of the ketubah, sorry, Charlie, it's not forgiven because it's part of the ketubah. If we say it's a separate thing, <laughs> sorry, honey, I guess you didn't write a prisbol. I think you're stuck. Got it? Got it. Number nine. Are you with me here so far or not really? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Number ten. If a guy... the Let's say you have a guy who writes in front, right? He wants to give all his stuff to his sons before in front of his wife. And he writes a piece of karka. Right. Now, now, if he writes it, if he says, before he dies, he says, I want to give all my kids, my stuff to my kids. The fact that she doesn't say, hey, wait, wait what about my ketubah? That means she loses, she gave in and she gave the right to collect the ketubah from, in other words, let's say you have a guy who has uh, five properties, right? And he says, I'm giving all my stuff to my son, except for property number five, which is for my wife's ketubah. Okay. Now, if she doesn't say anything at that point, so then, at that point, she's admitting that she will only collect her ketubah money from that one property. And the other four properties are now going to be uncollectible. Whereas if he had not said that, she'd be able to collect her ketubah money from all the properties. It's not an agreement, this is by... Right before, he, well, he, no, he's writing it. He's writing it before he dies. So the aha is that not only could she not collect the 200, but even the 100,000, she'll only be able to collect from field number five and not from one through four. Mm-hmm. Is that clear? Yeah. That's number 10.
Okay, so there's a rule that assuming he doesn't do that, the woman has the right to collect the, the ketubah only from karka, only from real estate and not from movable objects. And from the real estate, it's from the lowest level of real estate. So if he has three different properties, one better than the other, she has no right to take his best properties. She can only take his least valuable properties. Now, she has the right to take a full amount of the ketubah, but it always has to be from the worst properties he has. General rule. Now, does that that uh, that thing that you collect from the worst properties, but from real estate, those rules, those two rules, do those apply only to the two hundred, or they apply for the whole hundred thousand? That's that's the differences numbers eleven and twelve. Okay, difference number thirteen. You must. Another rule that there's a widow that as long as the, as the widow is in her husband's house, she could collect the ketubah forever. But if she goes to her father's house, then she can only collect the ketubah for 25 years from when her husband dies. Oh, 25 years is max. Once she leaves the husband's house. Okay? And if she doesn't collect it for the 25 years, that means she gave in and she lost the zahut. Now, is that true that she lost the zahut the 25-year rule only for the 200? Or also for the 100,000? That's the question. Okay? That's number 13. Now we're up to number 14. So far we have done exactly three lines, and we explained 14 different things in three lines. Okay? Which word is the world? Okay? The ketubat benindichrin, which means the ketubah of the male sons. We had said before that any male sons that she has have the right to, in case she dies and they end up inheriting the father they get that that the ketubah money as an as an addition to their inheritance correct remember we spoke we spoke about that now now the question is do they get only the 200 or they get the all 100,000 of the thing. So the way it understands it, that since it's included, yes, they get all that. Are you with me here? Yeah. Unless he has less money. Yeah, because we said before, like, he doesn't have enough to give them. If they don't, have a, if they don't get even one dollar, if, if the, the inheritance get at least one dollar. If he's short one dollar, then he doesn't get it. Then, they get, then he loses that whole picture, right? But if they have that extra... Like we said, let's say the ketubah is $100,000. So if the guy leaves $100,000, he loses everything. $101,000. Mabruk, you get $100,000, everyone else is putting $1,000. a $300 a piece, and <laughs> this kid gets $100,000. Right? Itmar, we learned. Ketubat benin dechrin. This ketubah of the male sons, right? Is a machloket between Pumpadita and Matamachasi, which are two towns in Babel. Pumbudita Amri, they say, Lo They say that that hundred thousand dollars, you only get it if the father has property that he didn't he didn't sell. But if the father had real estate when he got married to her, okay, and during his lifetime he sold the real estate to somebody, and now he dies. Do his sons who inherit the ketubah have the right to collect the money from the guy who bought the field? Let me explain to you why. Oh. 
Let's say the husband had died. Okay. So if the husband dies, she has the right to collect the ketubah. The ketubah she can collect even from land that was sold. Yes, because she can go to the guy and say, I have a lien on your property. Because my document, which he owes me this money, is dated from the time of my wedding, which was before he sold you the property. Now, that's true if he dies and she really collected the property because of the document. But in this case that she died and her sons are just inheriting this extra on their stuff, does that inheritance also have the right to collect from the guy who bought it or not? So it depends what the language of the Ketubah was. If the language of the Ketubah says that they're inheriting it, then they can't collect. Because inheritors can't collect from sold properties. You just inherit what's left. But if your father sold it, you can't get it. Then it's not there for you to inherit. Right. But if it's a Ketubah thing, then just like the mother had the father died, could have collected from the guy who bought it, so too the the son can when the father dies. You understand? I got it. When, when the mother and the mother. You understand? So we, we want to know. The machlok between the two places is is the son who actually has the extra $1 and gets his $100,000, right? Is that, could I get that even from property that has been sold already? Like my mom could have had her husband died? Mm-hmm. Or no, since my mom died, I lose that ability and now I just lose all the money. You understand the question? So, you have to pay, this is, you got to pay attention over here. Kitubot. Okay. So, in Pumbadita they say well, that you can't collect from the people. And they say that's because the, the language of Kitubah was Yirutin Ketan. The, the language of the Kitubah should be they, they inherit the Kitubah. The, the male sons inherit their mother's portion. Inherit? Oh, inheritors, sorry. Inheritors aren't collectors from, from sold properties. Mm-hmm. Only, uh, only uh, debtors could collect from sold properties. Not inheritors. If you're a debtor, which means you're a lender, then you could collect from sold properties. If you're an inheritor, hey, buddy, there's nothing you inherit. Goodbye. You understand? Okay. Yeah. And Matu Mechasya, in Matu Mechasya, Amri, they would say, they can collect from sold properties. Why? Because they say, that in the Mishnah, it's supposed to say the word Yisubun. They take the properties, not inherit the properties. And therefore, that's why they say we could do it. Mm-hmm. What's the hala? Okay? The Hilchita, but the halacha is, Law you cannot collect from the properties, right? because it says inherit. We we learn the Mishnah that it should say inherit, and therefore if it's inherit, and no, the kids do not take from the sold properties. If the girl, if the husband dies, and the girl's collecting ketubah, she can collect from it, but not when the girl died and her kids just have this extra right. Then they don't have it. You understand? That's how we hold. Property, she can collect. Sold property, she collect. If if her husband dies and she's collect, she's actually she's actually widow or divorced, and she's actually using the document, then she can use it. But if she didn't use the document, just the husband had written that he could that they could collect it. That's not that's not uh, a loan. That's uh, that's a right in inheriting, right? Is it that I lent the money to him in a, in a ketubah? When the girl gets the ketubah, it's like. She lent him money. And therefore, she can go collect from the things because I have a document before you. Right? I have a mortgage on, your, on that property. And the girl, it's like the girl has a mortgage on the guy's property. And therefore, she can, even if he sold it, she can collect afterwards. If he pays her, fine. But if he doesn't pay the kutubah, then she can collect from the property. 
Okay. But it, on the sons, the sons thing, that the fact that the, if she died, her sons get this extra piece. The question is, is that a Yerusha law? Is that a law of inheritings? If it's an inheriting law, get out of here, buddy. <laughs> There's nothing you can inherit. I bought this field. If it's a if it's part of the Ketubah rule, then the, husband, the son is also like a collector. The son's like his mom. He's also a collector than he would get. We hold that he's not a collector. With us? Okay. So, if he sold it for money, who? The husband, and he yes. passed. Yes. And he didn't have, he had enough money, and then he didn't have enough money when he passed. Right. Then what would happen? She can go collect from that asset? So if the husband dies... And she could collect that asset. That's right. And so therefore, if any asset. if anyone buys a property, before anyone buys a property, they go check, hey, mm. what's with your wife? Let me see her ketubah. Because you know, got to be smart. you got to get a title search before you... Uh, you know, the title company's got to check the things, you know? Okay. Okay. And they can't write that as an exclusion on, on the sale. Right. No, well, it depends on the, on the thing. You know? What if it gets sold... One two times over. Yeah, everybody. Oh, she can go just just like any any just like any loan. If you, it's not just that just not just a ketubah, any written document loan has the same law. If you lend the guy money with a document, and the guy has properties at that time, at, uh, in, in let's say two thousand five, he's lending the guy money, right? And then uh, two thousand ten, he sells the property, and in two thousand fifteen, you come to collect the money, and the guy says, "I don't have any money." Okay. Where's the field? I sold it already five years ago. Okay. Go to the guy who bought the field and take the money. Take the field. You have a document. It's a lien. Right. So Kituba is no different than that. Yeah. Right? Well, I have a, what's the difference if it's a lady or a man? We make it worse. She's got a document. He owes me money from the time of the wedding. Who would pay? Because it got sold a few times. The first buyer, the second buyer, the third buyer. Again, that's a whole <laughs> thing. But, but that's how it works, okay? Yeah. Okay. Now, we're going to say interesting case, okay, fine? Mm-hmm. These are these are also machlokets. Metaltali ve'etinu be'inaihu. If the husband says, I want the girl to collect money from this car, collect the kitubah from this Lamborghini I have. Okay, okay now, Lamborghini is not real estate, it's a movable object. Okay? Yeah. Right? So the halakha is, if the husband dies and these things are around, she could take it without a shivua. She doesn't have to swear that she didn't get anything, right? So now, because in general, any time the girl wants to collect from from movable property, property, we're always worried that maybe the husband might have given her some of it already. So we make him, make her swear that she didn't get anything yet. But if he designated a Lamborghini as a place to get collective ketubah from, then she doesn't have to swear because because it's designated. Right. Latino come up, but if the Lamborghini is not here anymore, right, let's say he drove it into a tree, and now she comes to collect from the is machloket. Pumpetita says, Amru and Pumpetita, they say, below Shavua. She collects with Al Shavua. And uh, we say that since the point of Shavua, we're afraid maybe maybe he gave her something. But now, since he, he designated 
the Lamborghini, and the Lamborghini got smashed around the tree. So therefore, she doesn't have to swear because we know that it's real because she, she's coming to from Lamborghini and it's not here. And bring about Hazamu, and Matwechasi, they said, no, you have to swear because we're worried that maybe our husband saw they lost the Lamborghini and he gave her something else. And therefore, she should still have to swear, just like whenever, whenever you collect from movable objects, you have to swear. We hold like the people. This time we hold like the people of Pompadita. Last time we said Matamachasia. This time we hold like Pompadita that she does not have to swear. Okay. Now, another Machloket. If the husband designated land for her. Okay. For the Ketubah. And he told her, In the, He tells him the four um, boundaries on the sides. That she takes below Shavua, because there's no question that maybe she gave him a talta. In the four corners? Yes. If he tells her the four borders of the field, then she can take him without a Shavua. But if he just tells her on the north side, or on the south side, without saying the north side, and now she comes to collect the karka, right? He comes to collect the north side field, and we don't know how far north goes. You know, it could be different. Pumadita Amri below Shua. Pumadita says she doesn't have to swear. Since they separated Karka, she doesn't have to swear. In Matamachasi, they say, Beshua, since it's not clear how, how big it is, she has to swear. Hilchita below Shua, Nalcha is low, that she doesn't have to swear. Okay. Here's the Machloket. Okay. Amr Le'edim, if he tells the witnesses, Kitvu. You have a guy, he wants to give his friend a present of some real estate. Okay? Okay. So he calls to witnesses, says, write this present document and sign it. That I'm giving it to him. Bahavuli. And give it to the guy, give it to this guy. Right? So I own a property, I want to give it to Victor. I call to witnesses, write out the document that I'm giving this property on East 9th Street to Victor, and they hand it to and hand the document to Victor, they tell them. Okay? okay? And the Edim make a kinyan with a with a handkerchief. They don't have to check if he really wants to give it to him. Since they made a kinyan with the guy, he wants him to write it. So in other words, if so I go to the witnesses and I say, listen, I want to give Victor's I he's finally come to class, the guy's gonna said he's gonna come on Shabbat too. I'm giving you the property. Okay? They say, okay. Now, if they come to me and say, Rabbi, you sure you want to do it? Pick up this thing to show that you want to, get, to write the document and give it to Victor. And I say, go like this. So since I made a kinyan, they, they don't have to ask me again, Rabbi, are you sure? They can just write it and give it to you. Okay. But if I didn't make a kinyan, right? But if I didn't make a kinyan, and I didn't do that. Now, in Pumpati, they say, they still don't have to ask you. Since I told you to do it, it's fine. So I told you, right? It's fine. In Matam Chasid, they say, no. Since I didn't make a kinyan, I, they have to ask me before they, before they give it to you. Right? Okay. And the halakha is that you have to ask me. If I just say to do it, I could be just sketching. Okay? Yes, if I made a kinyan, no. But if I just say to do it, it could be I was just sketching. Okay? So yeah. far, so clear? So far, yeah. So the reason why we mention all these different things are because, is because... Um, 
is because since we talked about a machloka between Pumpadita and Bata Bechasya, we're going to mention four other different machlokas between them and what halachas. That's what we did. Okay, now. We said in the Mishnah, is machloka the hachamir and Ezebun Aziyah with the Tosef Ketubah. The question is, does the, the, the husband want to give her the money from the time of the engagement or only from the time of the full marriage? Right, Tanakama had said only from the, even from the time of the engagement she gets the full amount, and Rizman says no, you get the two hundred from the engagement, but the rest of it you only yeah, get from the marriage because he only wants to give it. He only wants to give it if he marries her. Good, okay. <coughs> Itma, we learned Rab Rabbi Natan Machloket Rab Rabbi Natan Chadamar one says Halacha Kebi Azamar Nazaya Halacha is like Azamar Nazaya. That you only get the two hundred from the erusin, okay? That's according to one of the rabbis. Rab. The other rabbi says no. No, she gets everything from the from the engagement. Okay. Now we didn't, even though we know which two rabbis are arguing, the Gemara does not know which rabbi said what. We know that Rav and Ravatana are arguing. We know the two opinions. One says like this, one says like that. But we don't know who's who. So we're trying to figure out from other statements of those rabbis which rabbi is which. Okay? So it says the Gemara. Tisayim, let's establish it. who's the one who says Why? We heard of Ribnatan that in other cases he follows what we assume the person's means is just like over here we see that is the one who says we assume the guy only wants to give it when he marries her when the guy offers the extra hundred thousand he only wants to give it when he's fully married and not when he's just engaged to her that means we're assuming what he's thinking I'll show you another case in a completely different case that Rabbi Natan is a rabbi who always who seemingly keeps that in mind what the guy's thinking Okay, and that'll be a proof that he's the one, he's the rabbi, not Rav. He's the rabbi who said that we all like Rabbi Zarazia, not Rav. Now, how do we figure it out? The Amr Natan, Halacha Kibshimun Shizuri. The Halacha is like Kibshimun Shizuri. In two cases. What are they? Number one is Misukan. Let's see, you have a guy who's in da- very, very big danger. Okay? Guy's life is in danger. And he says, Right to get to my wife. Now, he didn't say give it to her. He might just assume. He might just be saying, right to get, and I'll decide when I want to give it to her. In general, when a guy says, right to get for my wife, the, the witnesses don't have the right to just give it to her. Right? Uh-huh. Right to get, and I'll see what I want to do with it. So we have to use the now, thinking. now, in this case, he says, if the guy's in danger, it means give it to her. Okay. Now, here you see, the fact that he says, that means... He's the type of he's the rabbi who generally is assuming what, what the guy's thinking, and therefore probably he's the one over here who said, like I was yeah, that we assume he doesn't want to give the money. Yeah, are you following? I got it. That's he's number. Assuming, that's assuming. number one that we're saying about him, and also obetrumas meiser shel Now.
Now this Shumas Maishu Shadmai is not going to be a proof that he goes by people's what people are thinking, but it's a separate law that he holds like the rabbi. I'll explain to you what's going on. We spoke about it many times about the laws of demai. Demai means that if you have buy fruit from an amaaretz, we're worried that he didn't separate tuma and maaser, and you have to separate midrabanan and separate tuma. Okay. Now, when you do that, and you separate tuma, you separate not not maaser but truma's maaser. Now, the law with truma is that if it gets mixed up with other stuff, it it's uh, it makes everything tuma. Okay. Now, the value of truma means only only coin could eat it. it's very very lower value than regular food because it's only it's restricted only to kohanim so it's restricted as lower value so if it falls into one now what happens if you bought food from an omaris and then you separated truma truma myself from it and then that got mixed with other food so now do we say well maybe it was you bought it from omaris maybe he separated myself and this truma myself is nothing or do we say, yeah, but it's truma, and therefore whatever it falls into, it's all mixed, it all becomes trumified. Okay? So there's a machloket in Demai. According to Chachamim, it's asur, it's regular, like regular truma. And according to Shimon Shizuri, <clears throat> he could ask the guy if he separated Maaser. And if he says he did, then it's good. You, you believe him, and we don't make the whole thing no good. Mm-hmm. Right? Now he said he said over here the like Rishon Shuzuri, but that, that we 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 could ask the Amaret and, and let the old, let not not trumify all that stuff that he got mixed in, okay. okay. But that points to the point. The point is, when the first case we see that they said like Shuzuri, in the case of giving the get to the wife by the guy who was sick, you see that we follow what he thinks, even though he didn't say give it to her. You see that we follow him, so therefore he's probably the rabbi who says over here like Rishon Shuzuri. Uh, you with me or not? Yeah, he was in danger of that one. Though. Right, but you see that he following his thoughts. Mm-hmm. You think you know who it is? Well, the rabbi he argued with was Rav. I'll show you cases that Rav also followed people's thoughts. So you have no way to figure out, establish, oh, it's Rav Natan who said that. Okay. No way can you do that. I'll show you other cases that Rav also followed, followed people's thoughts. Okay? Right, Rav lo azal batu umdina. Rav didn't follow the umdina. Va'itmar didn't we learn matnat shchimin ashikatuv ba'kinyan? If a guy is sick, sick, and he's lying on his deathbed, and the rabbi said that anything that he said, it's like he wrote it, and he doesn't have to make a kinyan because this guy's on his deathbed. And the rabbi's made a special takana. Normally, a guy wants to give a present, he needs to write it out. But if the guy's on his deathbed, we allow him to just verbalize it. Okay, now, so now, uh, this is Machloket, let's say the guy wrote a, a present to a, a certain guy on his, de- on his deathbed, and he made a kinyan. He made a kenyan. Now, if he didn't make a kenyan, it automatically works. But if he made a kenyan, right? So we want to know whether it works like the laws of Shechiv Mirah. Now, one of the laws of Shechiv Mirah is that you only get it if the guy dies from the, from the, from the, from the sickness. 
So the guy gets better miraculously, you don't get it. So that, right, that's a special rule of this. When the when a guy's on his deathbed, the rabbis made a special rule that he could verbalize things and not have to write them down. But there's a flip side to it. The flip side to it is that if the guy gets better, it, it, all deals are off. It's voided. So on the one hand, you don't have to write it. On the other hand, if it gets better, all deals are off. Okay. Now, let's say the guy on his deathbed writes it down. So do we say, well, since he wrote it down, it's even better. For sure, it's given. Or do we say, no, now that he wrote it down, even though he got better, it gets given. Because it's not, Shkimra is usually verbalized. Since he wrote it down, maybe it's even, it's not a Shkimra, it's, like it's like a helping guy writing something, and then you can't backtrack from that. You understand? That's a question. We ask, maybe we ask the guy if he wants No, it's different. The guy's always going to say, oh, no, 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 what's the difference? Okay? Okay. The Bey Rav Meshmed Rav Amar. In Rav's house, in the name of Rav, they said, Arkeve Atrevachshi. Put it, the rabbis made it strengthener, and therefore, and Shmuel says, Lo yadana mai idunbe. I don't know how to l- learn the halacha. Now, what does that mean? In Rav's house, they say they put it on the two animals. They say, that since you wrote it down, it's like a healthy person. And it's like, and it's also like a, a sick person. It's like a healthy person. That if he that if he gets up, if the guy gets better, he can't backtrack. Since he wrote it down, he can't backtrack, right? It's also like a shivana. Because if he says, "I owe," if he says, "My loan that I that I lent Victor money, I want to give it." To Shimshin, then it goes to the guy. And now, yes, Shimshin has to pay Victor instead. Victor has to pay Shimshin instead. Why? Because since he wrote in Alashon Shimra, therefore he gave the power that he can pass it over. Okay? That's according to Rav. And Shmuel says, he doesn't, know, he doesn't know what to do with it. Why? Maybe he only wants to do it with the star. Maybe he just wants to, maybe the guy only meant to make it a little stronger. And therefore it shouldn't work because star doesn't work after death. Now, from here we see that Rav is, is considering what the guy's thoughts were when he wrote the document. So the, how do you know it should be Natan, who's the one who thinks about thoughts? Also, Rav seems to think about thoughts. And therefore we can't prove necessarily that it's going to be either one. Ela Travayo Bata Azabata Uzna must be that both of them follow the guy's thoughts. Mandama Halacha, the one who says, Nalacha Kibazamazia, Shapir, it makes sense why he goes to him. Mandama Enalacha Kibazamazia, Dakanami Omdin Datahu, Mishum Kruvi Datahu, Ha Ekribale Data. The one who says, You don't like Kibazamazia, right? He says, The reason why. Uh, you collect right away because that's we assume that's what the guy's thinking, right? We assume the guy only wants to give it to her when he's fully married, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because he wants to make her feel comfortable, right? Okay. And here he made her feel comfortable, and therefore 
he, she, therefore she collects her even from the Erusin. That's the opinion of that. Right? Okay, we're going to stop over here. Yativ uh, Okay, Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.